Welcome to the Lights, Camera, Rant Podcast. Your source for the latest on movies, TV shows, and video games. Get ready for ranting, raving, and reviewing. Here is your host, Lee. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Lights, Camera, Rant. We're going to be talking about an unfortunate wrestler has passed away. We've got some fantastic news about Thor 5. We've got a cancelled DC project that's just come to surface. And I have a very special guest on the other side of the pond. The man who I've been on his podcast three times. And he's utterly killing it. I have Andy from the Galactic Core Podcast. How you going, man? Hello. Thank you for having me on, bud. I am super excited to be on the show. Great to see you again, buddy. Happy to be here, and I can't believe I had my mic turned up for the very start. <laughs> I was like, Wearing my phone's run out of battery again? What the hell's going on? That's... No, uh, I'm just a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, thank you so much for coming on this episode. We've got so much to tackle, not to mention the most thing that's talked about in every nerd culture right now mm. is the debut episodes. Of Ahsoka, which I can't believe that we've been waiting this for three years. Long. It was announced in December 2020. Damn, can't believe it's been that long. Doesn't feel like it. No, and neither. I fully agree. I was looking back on it, and I was like, "When did this get announced?" And I was like, "Oh, shit! This has been this long." Um. But before we fall into that, I want, what have you been up to, man? Your show, you start in April, you've got 15 episodes, you have a great logo, and you put on a great show. For someone who's only done that many episodes, it's fantastic, man. No, I, I really appreciate that. It's It's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, I'm a, an uber geek and uber nerd, whether it comes to Star Wars, Marvel, DC, a few other bits and pieces. And I always talk about this stuff. I'm everyone's go-to guy, whether it's my friends and, and work colleagues and stuff. So I was like, why not talk about it myself? I mean, last year I started to make a few guest appearances on different pods. So I was like, maybe it's time I just start my own. So I sort of ramped it up and I started basically straight after Star Wars Celebration, which I was really lucky to, to get to go to since it was in the UK this year. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just been amazing covering obviously lots of different projects, everything from Star Wars as we know, which is my favourite thing in the world, um, some Marvel, you know, DC films, um, MonsterVerse, you know, Godzilla and Kong, so lots and lots of different things to cover, lots of more things to cover, because god damn it, have we got a busy schedule for the rest of the year from now on. It's, it's... Oh yes we do. Uh, I, I think actually, I, yeah, I think we were talking about this, pretty much with the spoker dropping, it is just bang for the rest of the year yeah um and what was like with all the star wars what was your canon event like what was the thing that pushed you that you're like you know what i'm going all in i'm doing it and how'd you come up with the name um originally my idea was just to do a star wars podcast it's the thing i have more knowledge about than anything else in my entire life um, you know, that sort of meme where you see where it seems like you know, my my amount of life knowledge, my amount of Star Wars knowledge, it was kind of like that for me. So 
um, I wanted to do just on that, but then I was thinking I wanted to do a weekly podcast as well, and I might struggle to have something Star Wars to discuss every week because obviously there's not a film or show on every week. There is lots to cover, but I wanted to sort of broaden my horizon, so I did decide to to widen that to cover obviously everything Marvel, everything DC, anything else nerdy and geeky that came out um, you know, that I really wanted to talk about and, and have a guest on to talk about. That's why I decided to to do that. And, and go for such a broad range of things it's been pretty successful so far in terms of you know there's no when you've got all of that to cover there's never anything not to talk about that's <laughs> um, no, no, so there's always always something to discuss in terms of the mm-hmm. name and the logo that was hard when you're starting a podcast maybe this late in in the day compared to the thousands if not millions of other podcasts there are um i had to do a lot of research into the name because all the one i think the first Genuinely, about the first 30 names I came up with were already taken. <laughs> so it was a case of of thinking, you know, along the sci-fi space sort of route, what's good, what works for me, what do I like, what has a decent, what I think has a decent ring to it. Um, and that's eventually how I came across the name. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, unfortunately, that's the whole tricky thing is that there is a lot of Star Wars podcasts. Very... Uh, when you go down through them all, and obviously the best is you <laughs> at Star Wars, but, uh, at a top tier. Um, but I, I was very, uh, which we've discussed this before. Like I was very much like yourself. Like I was going to be the original plan was to be a Marvel only podcast. Uh, that was the first draft. And then I thought, well, when a TV show or a movie's on, I'm up shit creek, aren't I? Look. And so, yeah, that's why I decided to cover everything. But, you know, it's when we found you, the way I found your podcast was you came up with a recommendation for, I think it was my Instagram or Spotify. Mm. Actually, that's how I actually found you. Yes. Um, And three guest appearance letters later. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've been very lucky that you've jumped onto mine so often, to be fair. So, well, happy to, but you've had you've had some great guests on the show. Yeah, I've been again very lucky with that because you know I've made some some quick friends in the podcasting world. Um, like we mentioned, Star Wars and, and Michael and Tommy over there. I was lucky enough to be a guest on a different Marvel podcast with Michael from Star Wars. We did like I think it was the Ms. Marvel. We did both the page during the season, and then we were on the round table at the end of the series. Oh, so that's right. Yeah, space with him and kept in touch and was lucky enough to appear on his show and he's obviously been on been on mine a couple of times um and some other really great guests on there like Brett, Brett Scott from the Marvel Marvel Plus podcast mm. um the guys from Why So Sidious I know that you've had them on as well yeah um or at least one of them anyway <laughs> um I was yeah. lucky enough to have all, all three on my show at the same time so it was um they are really good guys I really like their pod as well so you know, yeah, been, been lucky with the people I've had on they're they're killing it as well and they haven't been going for that long, but they've been, they've done a lot. And they're actually, they will be coming on to the show later, I think towards the end. That's episode five or six they'll be jumping on. Yeah. Uh, we'll get them on. So we, we're going to dive into some whole culture news and then we're going to go straight into it. But before I do that, because it is, it is nighttime. <laughs> That's how I, I start this. Nice, nice. I'm going to sip my tea out of my Star Wars mug. 
which is a killer mug, by the way. <laughs> which, actually, this actually kind of annoys me because it's got loads of different lightsabers on here. And when the, when the cup's hot, they all light up. But they made, a, they made a mistake, and it really pisses me off. Oh, here we go. Here's, here's the nerd coming out. <laughs> They've got, like, Anakin slash Luke Skywalker saber on here, and then they have Luke slash Anakin Skywalker saber on here. But one of them's wrong. <laughs> they got the grip wrong on one of them, and it really annoys me. I don't know why. I'm like, this is an official Star Wars cup. At least get your bloody lightsabers right. Um, which I, I, don't, I don't get how they do that. I think the best... What was it? It's... Uh, I think I saw a DC thing not too long ago, and it was like, oh, no, here's all these characters, and like the logos were like different colors. It was like, mm. this is your own merch. <laughs> like, this is your own merch, and you've stuffed this up. I'm like, there is no hope for DC. <laughs> uh, now, unfortunately, the the news that we have to do cover is is not good to start off with. Uh, this past week, the wrestling world has been shocked to its core. Uh, with the passing of Bray Wyatt. Uh, he was only 36. Unfortunately, he didn't stop wrestling in January this year um, due to uh, an illness, which unfortunately has uh, taken him, and as well as Terry Funk. For any old wrestling fans, he also passed away as well. But look, you know, uh, biggest condolences from here from the Lights Ramp family to his friends, his family, his pets. Um... It's very sad to hear that news, especially two wrestlers within, I think, 24 hours. Two of them. Um, especially at the age of 36. Like, so young, yeah. You, yeah, you look at people like Ric Flair, who are nearly 80 and still want to get in the ring. Uh, but, yeah. Super sad news, man. I mean, I was lucky enough to see him wrestle live as well. Um, oh, really? Back in 2017, the um, WWE did a did a UK tour, and it was very lucky that um, that they came to the to the little town that I live in. Um, so I booked some tickets. I was literally like front row as well. Um, oh, that would have been good. Cost a bomb, but you know what? It was totally worth it. And got to see. I mean, what was really good is that that particular day as well. The wrestlers were obviously wandering around town. A couple of them came into my into into the shop that I was managing at the time. So I got a picture with um, Bobby Lashley. He came in. Um, the the coffee shop that's right next door to me, um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were in there, and I literally like put a f back in five minutes sign on my door, ran in there, had a quick chat with them, um, got a picture, and and although I said let me buy your coffees for you, and Sami Zayn was like no 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 like you're a fan let us buy buy you a drink, so I was chatting to them like the the lady got us our drinks, and when they're done chatting with me they walked off and didn't pay, so in the end I did have to buy their drinks. Still didn't pay. <laughs> No, it was a funny little moment, but yeah, I was really lucky that gave that evening got to see Bray White wrestle. So, so sad that he's passed away. Really talented in the ring with his different personas. Um, you will be missed for sure. It will, and that and that's the thing. It's he is the definition of when someone goes, "Oh, they're built differently." Mm. Uh, what he did with his characters, yeah. his connection with the audience, like that's definitely someone who goes, "Oh, yeah, this is this is the normal plan." Nah, I'm doing something completely different. And this is what you get. Um, but look, let, let's let's go to a little bit more happier news. Uh, we're actually, it's not as bad, but unfortunately for any Dune fans, you are not getting... Dune has been pushed back. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, Dune Part 2 has been pushed back from November this year to March the 15th next year. 
which I saw on multiple people's Instagrams going, this is shit, this is terrible. And I saw a couple of Marvel pages that were like, yeah, the Marvel's going to be in IMAX. <laughs> I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> Uh, but no, not only Doom, but also Godzilla as well. The new one has also been pushed back because of Godzilla minus one. I was looking forward to that. Yeah, it's uh, because of the writer strike, actor yeah. strike. That's all been pushed back, and that's the thing. That's that's the thing I keep thinking to myself. Is like, if these get pushed back, things are going to get clustered. So the whole trajectory of like, yeah, you know, summer blockbuster is. Some blockbuster with ten other films. <laughs> yeah. So, that guy. Well, it looks good for the Marvel, uh, the Marvels, uh, but not for Doom. Were you looking forward to it, man? Well, with Doom, I've actually been waiting, so I wanted to watch both parts together rather than do one and then have to wait like a year or, or a couple of years for the next part. So I've actually really been mm. waiting in in anticipation for part two to come out, so I can then do them back to back. Um, whether I'd be like sit down at home, watch the first one, then run off to the cinema and watch part two, or whether I still gave it a few more months till it came out on, on streaming and I could watch them back to back. But I wanted to watch it as one whole um, or in the same day rather than like a, 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 have a lot of time in between. So I've waited just about long enough. I can wait a little bit longer as long as it's not pushed back further after that. Just make me wonder how all these films are getting pushed back, but the Marvels still hasn't been delayed with it. Obviously, Bob Iger out there at Disney doesn't really give a crap, and he's just like, "I'm going to put this out regardless." Mm, that's very tr- that's very true because it's it's not so much it's so the fact that because they can't talk about the film, like they can't. Mm. No, that's the whole point. Is the uh, whole point of it. But look, I guess you got that Disney money, and they give you three times the amount of pay to talk about the film. You gotta you gotta freaking talk about the film. <laughs> yeah, if they pay you too. Um, but I have no doubt IMAX will do a back-to-back feature for Dune. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen the first Dune. Yeah. Uh, Zach is appalled from the Nerd Dose that every time I tell him that he's appalled, he's like, what do you mean you haven't watched it? I'm like, oh, I just haven't sat down and watched it. I was like, <laughs> he's like, do you like, you know, it's such a good film. I'm like, I know, I just haven't gone around to it and I haven't gone around to everywhere and everything at once. Same, to be fair. It's been on my list for oh. so long. As soon as I heard about this, I was like, I need to watch this. And obviously, since it's come out, it's gone and won Oscars and stuff. And I still haven't, for some reason, sat down and watched it yet. But it is so high up on my list. And I just don't know why I haven't done it yet. Yeah, I, I'm exactly I'm exactly the same. I'm like, and everyone told me, like, this is what Doctor Strange 2 was meant to be. Mm. And I'm um, just, I'm getting there. It's just a lot to, lot to <laughs> review, a lot to, to watch. Especially now. Um, Lots to do, people. Leave us alone. Let us get to it. <laughs> yeah, let's get to it. Well, one thing that's not no one's gonna get to is uh apparently the Nightwing movie that was meant that was in uh been in production for five years now, or been in the planning stage, is out of here. Gone. Another another film that's been cleaned from the James Gunn slate. He's joined uh, joined that secret realm of where Batgirl's gone to, so well, at least Batgirl actually started filming. Well, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> uh, I, the thing is, I don't know how would you make a Nightwing film without 
introducing him in the bat verse at least once. Because, mm. like, True. like you know, we the Joker got his own film, but you've had Joker be alone Batman, so you understand the character. You know, Batgirl, we had an interaction with Batgirl in that horrible Batman film that uh, where we always don't like to talk about. And, but Nightwing, like, how... Yeah, yeah, I don't know how they were going to structure it. But now we were getting Batman Brave and the Bold with Robin, which would be Damien, uh, Batman's actual son, which his actual son is, is Nightwing. But yeah, for anyone who is a Nightwing fan, if you're looking forward to a movie, it most likely Nightwing might pop in the Brave and the Bold, which would make sense if he does. Well, let's, let's hope so. Although, to be fair, I'm going to step on any toes here. How many you know, fans of him were there already out there that were anticipating this film. That's, I, I, that's not too harsh, but I, I think more people want to see Batman than than this guy, so... Yeah, what do you mean? You don't want to see Nightwing, the cool Robin? Well, I, I think I would forget about him probably as quickly as he came on screen, so... Yes. That's, that's totally fair, and I don't know how they would do his suit either, but, yeah, no Nightwing coming... No Nightwing fans, I'm so sorry, my condolences. Um, have you, did you see the new Rebel Moon trailer? I haven't seen it yet. What do you think? To be honest, I'm unsure. I'm unsure what to think of this. Um, it's, it's a difficult one because obviously it's supposed to be this whole based on Star Wars scenario, but, and there are, you look at some Mr. Trailer and go, okay, this is a definite ripoff of Star Wars in a way. hundred percent. But I, it just doesn't feel Star Wars-ish at the same time. I don't know if it's because... I think it's because Zack Snyder fans put me off sometimes. Um, apologies to... to the, the heavy end of Zack Snyder films, I should say, with like the DCEU, Zack Snyder universes, is maybe left a little bit of a, a taste in my mouth when it comes to Zack Snyder stuff. So I'm a bit like, where's it going to go? I still think it's going to probably be a really good film in the end. Um He's very well known, obviously, for making a film look beautiful. If sometimes I think his his plot or writing isn't quite up there, but he does make films look really good. So this is going to look like a fantastic film. Um, and if it's close enough to Star Wars that it gets me into it, then I'm not really going to complain. No, which which is which is fair. I just didn't know that this was actually a part one, part two. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you just hit me with the news then. I was like, this was, n- I'd never seen this anywhere that it was a, a, a part one, part two thing. It, it's, I uh, saw, so at the end of the, tra- end of the trailer that I watched was like a part one's coming out of this and then part two is in March or May. I'm like, but what is this? A, what? Where was this? Okay. Cool. Like, I, I get it. Uh, but I found that latest trailer, I found that that, a part of me as a kid was like, okay, cool. This looks something that you would be in the theater. You see the trailer for this. You're like, this looks sick. A brand new space adventure. <laughs> but at the same time, I was looking at going, of course, it's a chosen child. Of course, that she will end the war of all wars. Of course, it's bloodshed. And, you know, like, you know, that's, that's the only thing I was a bit like. But... Yeah. The massive sci-fi trope that it is now. <laughs> That's it. But the trailer looks it looks stunning. Like this yeah. looks hundred percent like a space adventure. And yes, it does look like a Star Wars ripoff. It's like cool story. 
Rabout, Typing <laughs> Rebel Moon, uh, Stormtroopers, yeah, random Halo. How, how can we make it? it how can we make them have lightsabers without them actually being lightsabers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, it's a, it's a, uh, saber light. You can only use it. Uh, I, 100%. Uh, but interestingly, this will be on Netflix. So this is not obviously going to be some theaters are going to show this, but it's going to be on Netflix, which obviously Netflix will be pouring a lot into this. Uh, but, uh, so far, Air, all the comments I saw for it, everyone was really excited, except, yes, this looks like Zack Snyder isn't going to bring anything new to the table. Mm. Well, we'll uh, do the wait and see, but we're still going to be watching it, aren't we? So, <laughs> yep, yes, we are. <laughs> Which apparently, this Rebel Moon is meant to be Star Wars with sex, violence, and swearing. Cool. Cool, so all the things that aren't for kids. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, in the past week, we also had the game uh, Showcase, uh, which uh, the PlayStation Portal has been in, uh, went on display, which will be, you can, in a month's time, you'll be able to pre-order this. It's roughly about the $300 mark, uh, depending on which country you're in, but roughly about two to $300. And you'll be able to play this with the PlayStation over Wi-Fi, but you have to be connected to your PlayStation. So this isn't something you can leave your house. So just play on your PlayStation then? <laughs> well, well, that's the funny thing is I did see someone was coming. I was like, this is so you could play it if someone else was using the TV. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. I don't think that's a problem in my house because we've got about four TVs. <laughs> no, but I thought, cool. I don't know when I would use this except for like, if I was in bed, I was like, I would just want to lay in bed and just play it like this. But then again, I would just play it normally. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting how, so far I've seen everyone's excited for it. It's, but it looks very cool. I do like how it's set out and the screen's large. And looks less bulky than this uh, stream, yeah, Steam Deck, mm, yeah. Because uh, you, you're a PC, aren't you? You're a PC, yeah. Um, I'm mostly an Xbox gamer, to be fair. Um, Not Xbox. I've got the Xbox stuff. My other half has got the PlayStation stuff, and then we both got our PCs that we game on as well. So, and yep, a ma marriage, a marriage <laughs> made in heaven. We share all yeah. the consoles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't share my console with Maddie. I'm just too afraid she's going to delete something. <laughs> to be fair, the only but, thing uh, I can use her, her PS5 for is to play Spider-Man. Which is right around the corner for the brand new one, which that trailer that dropped a few weeks ago looks submit. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but yes, PlayStation plans, the portal is coming it's going to be pre-ordered, but I think I do believe it will be releasing earlier next year. But you had to pre-order it very soon. Uh, Thor 5. Something I didn't think was going to be in development uh, due to the how Thor 4 was being received. Um, apparently, Thor 5 is in active development. Taika Waititi will be returning, and they're looking to have a villain that's stronger than uh, Hela. Hmm. 
This is going to be interesting. I can't think of... Yes. He's going to have to take a third crack at it. So it's going to yeah, fifty fifty chance if it's going to be good or bad. But the only thing that I'm really excited for is that I feel, depending on where they're going to, this film's going to be released, if this is before or after Secret Invasion, this might very well be Chris Hemsworth's last outing as a character. Adam, very curious to see Hercules. I'm so ready to see yeah. him go up against Hercules, which we were teased. I was going to say, we, we need to see Hercules, obviously, after the post credit scene uh, from, from Love and Thunder. So, so he definitely needs to be in it. I feel like it should be released before um, Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, because it feels like you could wrap Thor's story up as a, as a finale in those two Avengers films. Um, as for Taiki Watiti coming back to do it, I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, I know they have a habit now of, of letting the directors do, the, do, a, do a full trilogy, um, we all know that Ragnarok was was amazing. Obviously, we know how Love and Thunder was received. I think it was maybe time to to move on a little bit and let Thor return to the more a more serious side, rather than being a, a joke character that he sort of has turned into a little bit. Uh yeah, a hundred percent. I think Thor five he needs to take a drastic turn back to Thor three or. A little bit controversial, but Thor two, mm. I bring him back to to that. Like that's the thing, Thor three was a great balance. Thor four was just too much of one side, and like yeah. the best thing was Christian Bale in that entire movie. Yeah. And before anyone asks, ah, and before anyone asks, there is no release date. Currently, right now, there is no film. That has a permanent... Until these strikes are over, there is no film upcoming that has a permanent release date. It's going to be interesting. Let's just see what they do with it. Um, like I said, I felt it would be better to do it before the Avengers films, wrap up his story in the Avengers and and then let him go on his way. Because, yeah, you can introduce a new Thor in that film. Um, yeah. Which they did in the last one and then killed it. Well. Natalie Portman just there for the money. Let's face it. So that's <laughs> true. And you wonder, was it Feel My Hammer? That's what you wanted. That's what you really wanted. I th- yeah. to the to the crew. I think she did a good job. I liked her costume. I thought they nailed that. Yeah. at least. Uh, um, yes. Now, a little bit sad. Actually, this has been a lot of sad news. I didn't really mean to do this, but yes, for <laughs> everyone who's a Mario fan, who's been growing up with Mario. Charles, I can't say his last name, is stepping down as the voice of Mario and obviously baby Mario, Luigi, uh, Warrior. He's stepping down. He will be a Mario ambassador. They haven't announced who will be taking over his role, but he's in his 70s. And, uh, so he's stepping down. It's very, it's, look, it's a little bit heartbreaking because very like you've grown up with this person's voice, you grow, grow everything he does, and now he's gonna be stepping down. And I know it's just gonna turn out just like with Chris, uh, Chris Pratt. Uh, with I don't like the new voice, it's gonna be shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like you said, it's you know, it's iconic voice, something that we've all got used to over so long, but at the same time, these things have to happen eventually. And better to do it now while he still can, rather than you know it'd be something even worse where he's unfortunately passed away and he doesn't get a chance to wrap up his own legacy with it first. 
Well, that's right. If we if we take a look back uh, with Kevin Conroy, his last voice acting is in Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. Mm. Uh, so, uh, at least, at least uh, Charles has had the moment to step back and look at his legacy because he's done all the games, merch, movies, all of it, and. He voiced two characters in the Mario movie, both the the uncle with the old voice as well as the dad, which yeah. I think is a great great send up for him. Uh, and now you're a Invincible fan, aren't you? Um, I haven't actually watched it yet. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> It's all good. You need to you need to watch it. it again. One of one of those things that's on my list that I just haven't got round to yet. Um, I was chatting to some some people at work about how the next series has been happened to come out in terms of like a block of four, and then an unspecified amount of time will pass before the next block comes out. That's that's literally what I'm about to talk about. <laughs> Season two has been split, and a. Apparently, it's the your the creator or the writer was said after the mid season final you are going to need the break. I'm like, you can't just say that <laughs> without any context at all. But I highly recommend you watch it. It's you can episodes don't go long. You could probably smash out well. Can smash that in a weekend, but you can definitely smash it out in a day. Um, but it's literally it's a really good show. I put myself. I didn't watch it straight away. I had a mate who kept pushing me. He's like, "You need to watch it. You need to watch it. You need to watch it." I was like, "Fine." First episode. I mean, again, again, binge the whole thing. Well, it's it's what I am going to have to watch now because we did this as well when he came on my show about the boys. And the first time yes, after you came did. on my show, and I'd said the boys had been on my list for so long, I don't know why I hadn't started it yet. And you were like, "Look, man, you need to go away and watch this because otherwise we can't really be friends." So I went away and thought, "I need to watch this. <laughs> I need to watch this." <laughs> and I have. I'm absolutely binge watched it through. I'm absolutely all caught up on it. So I will be doing the same with Invincible. What do you think? What do you think? Love it. Love the boys. Amazing. Ah, how? Brutal is the first 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. I remember watching this game. I did not... Exp- I, I, so I see... I'm on TikTok a lot and things like that. I see lots of clips from it, and you've seen bits and pieces. So I knew um, you know, how brutal some of it was going to be, and, and obviously seeing different clips of, of memes and stuff like that. So, But yeah, then you sit there and watch it and go, okay, this is, this is what I'm in for. This is damn going to be awesome. <laughs> I know. And I loved it because I saw a meme the other day that was like, a picture of them holding hands right before the accident is like, oh, cute couple. Yeah. Can't wait to see where the season takes them. Like, yeah, she only lasts about a minute longer. <laughs> yep, and that's it. And what did you, I have to ask? What did you think of the beginning? There was the first episode of season three with the uh, Ant Man uh, scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The whole thing of like what Ant Man should have done to Thanos in Infinity War or Endgame, and um, and the boys are like, you know what, we're actually going to do that. 
what did you oh, think goodness. of this? Yeah, I, I think because I was obviously a little, little touch behind, so I had already seen something about this particular scene, but I hadn't physically seen it. So when it happened, you're like, oh my God. And then obviously, yeah, your mind goes to, so that's what would have happened to Thanos. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Pretty much. I, when I was watching it, I, I thought, oh, okay. I was like, ah, oh, they're going to do the Ant Man, like the, the, the Thanos theory. And I was like, <laughs> he's not turning around. Oh my God. Oh my God. And Maddie was watching me. She's like, what are you watching? I'm like, I'm watching <laughs> the boys. I, I swear it's not what you think it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, but great show. Great show. Yes. Um, which, yeah, and that show got uh, a new season that got delayed. But yeah, for any Invincible fans, heartbreaking, apparently, mid-season final. But there is no release date for the second half at this stage. So I predict March or the end of Feb. Uh, how did you see this? I don't think I know. So uh, I had to report on this. is freaking hilarious. So I forgot, I forgot his name. He was on too much time. So he went to go talk about how we're going to show you the new uh, gameplay of Starfield and blah, blah, blah. This guy literally gets up on stage and goes, where's Grand Theft Auto 6? <laughs> and cuts in. Uh, at the presentation, I thought, huh? So we have been waiting a long time for it. Don't blame them for jumping up. Oh, I know. I just love the fact he did it at the Starfield one. Mm. And I'm like, not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> and don't get me, and don't get me wrong. Starfield looks, it looks good. But every time I look at it, I go, cool. You've just reskinned No Man's Sky. Ooh, I have heard this to be fair. Um, it's, it's a lot of the, the current discussion between some of us at work, uh, us big gamers at work. Some of them have even booked off a few days to, to sit at home and, and play it. Um, I, I haven't gone to that length. No, I haven't gone to that length. I, I reserve that for Star Wars games, um, <laughs> to be fair. So, but I'm still going to be jumping onto Starfield. I think they've been talking a lot about how they're probably going to spend the first day just customizing their ship. Or their character before they even get out there to do any missions. So, well, like what you do with the Sims. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've looked at it and and it hasn't like I I hasn't fully grabbed me. I might pick it up, but it hasn't fully sold me at the, at this stage because I just it it's not me saying it's not going to be a good game. It's just every time I saw, like when I first saw the first trailer, I was like, okay, No Man's Sky does the exact same. <laughs> Freaking thing! Like, what, what new are you bringing to the table? I know it's major. It's been delayed like three times, hasn't it? I mean, I don't think it's something I would I would have got out and bought for for first day release. Um, in yeah. terms of playing it at day one, it's it's free on Xbox Game Pass. So I've that's where I've installed it on my Xbox to play from. So I'm gonna be you know, so I don't have to pay for the game. Thankfully, I just play it through Game Pass. Um, mm. but. I look at it in the same way that I never got round to No Man's Sky, but what I looked at in terms of that sort of space adventure. Do you ever play Elite Dangerous? No. So Elite Dangerous is like super realistic, sort of like space flight game where you can like join different factions and and you know, be a pirate or be a smuggler or various different things that you can do. Um, and what I loved about that game is that the galaxy itself is mapped on our real life galaxy. 
So it's set out as close as it could be to real life Milky Way. Um, well, that's cool. Like, and the distance between stars is basically as accurate as possible. Um, and this game's been out since about 2015. And I think the developers even came out about a year or two ago and said, if this was based on everyone that's ever played the game doing real life galaxy exploration, so only something like 0.003% of the galaxy has actually been explored in this game. Oh, yeah, it's true. So it just goes to show. I mean, I've, I've spent a, lo- a bit of time on that game last year or so. And I went like was doing hyperspace jumps all the way to, to the black hole at the center of the galaxy and stuff. What's it called? So to the fact that, uh, Elite Dangerous. Elite Dangerous. Yeah. And you just jump around and you do hyperspace jumps going to like between different systems and stuff like that. And it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's nice. super involved. Yeah, I've seen, yeah, I've seen the cover for this. Yes. Um, Yeah, look at, again, another, another game just like, just like this, <laughs> just like Starfield. Um, that's the only thing. I, I'm very curious to know how it's going to be received when it officially comes out, uh, especially after Fallout seventy six, mm. which was utter bomb, utter 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 terrible bomb, which is now in the top categories of shittest launches ever of a game. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm very curious to know how it's going to come out. And because again, it's going to be one of those things that people, when people play the game, just like you've done, how far is your reach? Like how far can you go in this game that you're yeah. saying you can do all these things? Uh, but yeah, this guy being a hero and asking for GTA 6, that's the real question. We don't give a shit about Starfield. Where is GTA 6? So this man should go to every single showcase and interrupt. jump up every time. Where is it? Um, Tell us now or get off the stage. Go get off the stage. Uh, but look, guys, that is the top culture culture news that's happened in the past week, which unfortunately has been more sad than great. But let's talk about the single greatest thing that's happened this week for every nerd, every Star Wars fan, Every Star Wars Rebels fan uh, is going nuts for this. And in the past week, because I love all our podcast community, episodes are flying all about Soka, which I love, and I'm trying to get to everybody. Man, you tell me, how? what was your... I say, sorry, as I said, this show was originally announced in December 2020. We've been waiting three years for this show, and not to mention last year with Obi-Wan, with uh, Hayden Christensen being like, someone asked him, he was like, oh, are you in a saga? Uh, um, uh, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> uh, which just sparked that felt flame even higher. And obviously for every Star Wars Rebels fan, this is the new season. This kicks off straight away. What were your initial reactions when you first saw the first two episodes? I loved it. Um, anyone who knows me, obviously, you can even see from what's behind me. Um, Star Wars is my jam. Yeah. Star Wars is my thing. Um, besides, I should really say this for official reasons. Aside from my fiance, Star Wars is the only thing, other thing I can't live without. Um, so, so 
so for the record for the just for the record you know um so yeah really to have some star wars back um it's been like, like i said on my show it's feels like it's been a minute since i got to talk about star wars and i think the last time i got to talk about really was visions which was like on star wars day like three and a half months ago so i still need to watch that too <laughs> but yeah super excited to, to to get down to the show i've become in the habit recently of when trailers for stuff come out i will watch the first trailer and then i will ignore everything else after that because they tend to try to obviously draw you in by showing a few more key bits in in later mm. trailers and tv spots and i'm like i don't want to see that i want to be surprised so i'll always watch the first trailer so i hadn't seen anything too much more from this in terms of what to expect in the trailer but obviously we knew more than enough yes uh did you watch the second trailer out of curiosity with the voiceover no so i i've okay. splashed all over social media so i know that hayden christensen voice did that voiceover um okay but i i didn't physically watch it so I, i've not got to see if there were any clips of him in the show or if it was just oh, on clip no or anything like that. no it's literally just it's it's uh just a rehash of the first trailer just with him talking over it which really wasn't a spoiler because i was just like <laughs> yeah i know yeah, you're coming gonna be in it. Yeah, which I um, think I know which episode he is going to appear in as well. Wait, he he pulled what I like to now call the Garfield move, which was trying very badly to deny that he wasn't going to be in this. Oh, um, yeah. when, we, when we all knew it was coming, so that's <laughs> yeah. Are you going to be in it? Um. Anyway, I would be <laughs> right here. <laughs> but yeah, man, I I really loved these two episodes uh, to get in, it, it, get it back into Star Wars and into Rebels as well. So. Whether you call it the Ahsoka show, whether you call it Rebels season five, who really cares? To be fair, it's it's bringing back some beloved characters. Um, I think the only thing is, if you're not a big Star Wars fan, and I know quite a few Star Wars fans that haven't watched Rebels or already watched a little bit of it, if you haven't watched that, you're going to be stuck a little bit. I haven't watched Rebels, but I watched a YouTube catch up. Do you think that's good enough, Lee? That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, you out, Sunshine. Uh, you think that's good enough? How dare you have not watched Rebels? Uh, I, I, I feel like this might alienate a whole of my uh, audience. Yes, I have watched it. Yes. <laughs> in the same way that I'm with the boys in Invincibles, go watch Rebels, man. <laughs> yes. I know. I know. I, I, have it, I have this list, and on the list is Clone Wars and Rebels. That is both on the list. watch Clone Wars either. Oh, my God. I'm not sure if I can if, if we can still be friends after this leash. What's happened? Just episode. I'm out. Now I'm done. I'm out. No, no, I mean it's it's one of those things that because Rebels has played such an important part in going into this show that it is one of those weird things that are they becoming too reliant on previous law now when they're going into these things and you need to have gone and watched all these things. Well, I. I know that that was a very big criticism for these first two episodes. However, for me personally, watching it, I didn't feel, I didn't feel like I was missing a lot. For someone who hasn't watched those shows, I felt like it. They definitely told like you kind of got the vibe of you know when they were touching the mural of all of them. I was like, okay, you can tell that they were a team. You can tell them some time has passed. Obviously, we know Ahsoka's time has passed because of the Mandalorian and so yeah, Mandalorian season two and three. 
and with all the other characters, it, I didn't feel left out. Like you missed a whole lot. I thought, okay, there's a gap between the lot. You can tell there's a gap between the last season and now, which they eventually have to tell us because they did this stupid trope of, oh, you know what she did? Oh, you know what he did? Yes. What happened? Well, it. what what's interesting is at the very end of Rebels, because the, the last season of Rebels ends about a year before episode four. Um, right. And then what they actually do is they're like the last montage, also to speak, of, of the episode of Rebels is that they have Sabine doing um, like a voiceover of what every, what's happened to everyone after that. So they do jump essentially to the end of episode six. Yeah, okay, this is what Hera was doing. This is what happened to, to Zeb, the big purple dude. Um, yeah, this is what happened to Sabine. He was in season. He was in three season three of Mando. And the, yeah, he had a little right. cameo. Yeah, it's one of the, like the um, yeah the one of the one of the pilots at the bar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> but so they Not give it a little explanation at the end of Rebels as to what happened to oh, them okay. during that, those periods and what they're doing now. Um, hmm. Well, I guess the other part is because you said you didn't feel like you've missed a lot. On the flip side of of you, know, if you've missed out on it because there's previous law, for those of us that have watched it and know it really well, it's then. I was talking to someone else about this. It's almost hard in a way to then have the the transition from animation to live action for some of these characters. You know, are they going to nail it? How have they nailed it? Is it going to feel like the same character, or is it just another actress or actor that's putting their own spin on a on a well loved character? It could be difficult for those just that know it to accept a slightly different version of the character now as well. So that's going to be interesting for the rest of the series to see how that goes. Well, that's the thing. And that's always the trouble when you go from anime to live action. Uh, that's always the biggest problem. And it's, after these first two episodes, it's going to be very interesting because this is an eight-episode series. So obviously now we've only got six to go. Um, how did you feel, for someone who's watched the law, all these episodes... How did you feel like these characters were portrayed in these very first two episodes? I thought for the most part, they got it spot on. There was only one character really that I, I wasn't sitting easy with, which was Hera. Oh yeah. Um, How come? I, it just didn't feel like Hera to me. Um, is they, obviously you've had Hera in Rebels. Um, there was also a game, Star Wars Squadrons, and the story in that is canon to, to Star Wars, where... Hera makes an appearance in that game, and she does obviously look a bit different because they make him look a bit more hyper-realistic in the games as opposed to the Rebels animation. And then you've got a proper live live action version. And the green makeup on her face looked a little bit uneven. It didn't look the same all the way through. I swear to God in Rebels, she actually had green eyes, and they've given her these really outstanding blue contact lenses in this one. Um, and just, And I think the biggest issue I have sometimes is the voice as well. Like going from animated to live action, you can't always have the same people doing the voices. And therefore, this just the way she carried herself, the way she spoke and acted, it just didn't feel like Hera to me. Whereas the rest did the the act of playing Sabine, sort of got it really well on. Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka's been good. And because we know as well, Lars Mikkelsen, who's playing Thrawn, Grand Admiral Thrawn, he mm. voiced the character in Rebels anyway. So, yes. and he's got a very you know, unmistakable voice that oh, yeah. kind of needed to bring over. So really? the fact that he's going to voice the same character mm. is a good thing, and it's going to lend more to that, whereas Herod is the only one out of them that didn't sit right for me. Well, I uh, 
I did think, I did think in the second episode, I don't know if it was just a thing, but like, I felt like her makeup was a lot better. Or like it was better close up. Better. Um, no, no, Cal from, uh, Cal is jumping on their YouTube. Is that really a big deal of deal with blue instead of green eyes? No. It's not, a, it's not a big deal. It's just these little things that we see do notice. You know, it's, it's not a deal breaker. Um, but obviously when you've read the law, watched the law, you're like, that's different. I don't know how I feel about that. But it's funny. As someone who hasn't watched all that, you watch it and you're like, all right, cool. She's got blue eyes. Yeah. It, it, is it a deal breaker? Absolutely not. It was just more maybe about continuity of the look than anything else. Yeah, at the same time, it could very much maybe green eye. Maybe they did test for green eyes and didn't look right. That's fine. like because yeah. because how she is, it probably may have looked like you wouldn't be able to see enough of her. Um, but yeah, that's good to know that, that you felt like all the other characters felt like they were really betrayed right from the show. Um, the first five minutes, the first episode, I instantly Ooh. got. I was like. Instantly, I'm like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Why the vibes? <laughs> and Raiders of the Lost Ark. With yeah, the I, uh, all the lot of people. people. <laughs> yeah. You were definitely not wrong. That scene definitely gave off that sort of vibe, to be fair. <clears throat> yeah. I was like, just waiting for her to grab the oil and base. But no, look, seeing Ahsoka back is great. Uh, and definitely, like... Again, off the grey vibes, she does give off. And I do like that we get the cool action set piece at the start uh, with, the, with the orb. And we got introduced at the same time, the two new characters, uh, Balin and... I forgot her name. Balin and Shin. Uh, which they attack the same ship that Morgan's on, which... Uh, She's going to be a big character for the season, which is not what I thought of when I saw her in season two of Mando. I wouldn't think, oh, you're going to be a big thing. Yeah, it does seem that like maybe she's going to be more or less essentially the big bad for this for this particular season. And and Thrawn's not going to come in until later on. How late mm. in the series, we don't know, but it seems like she's yeah going to be the one that they're really battling against, really. Yeah, and she's a night sister. Great reveal as well. Another reason to watch the Clone Wars, buddy. Um, <laughs> well, I I only know the Night Sisters because of Star Wars, for Star Wars Fallen Jedi. Mm. Yeah, that was a great reveal, though. It had been rumored, to be fair. I had heard a rumor after her appearance in Mando that she was a Night Sister, and I mm. think they go down that route. But to get that mentioned in live action, great little moment as well. Yeah, which nothing, nothing. I w I went back and watched her scene. In the fir in Mandalorian season, like there was no indication. This is such a last minute. I'd be like, oh, by the way, <laughs> you're a night sister. That's the uh, main drop. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And I was like, I like how she's like, you're a witch, aren't you? Yeah. Um, but uh, so far now, I will also say uh, condolences for Ray Stevenson, uh, who had passed away just after Star Wars Celebration. Um, but so far, those first two episodes, I do like their characters. 
you definitely can get the feel of um of the master and the apprentice being the apprentice is more erratic where the master is more like um you gotta do this do that that's just you know calm but Balin does give off that sort of, you know, an old, mature Jedi feel. Obviously, we know he's a a survivor of Order 66, so he gives off that whole whole vibe. And whilst we know these two aren't... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And we know these two aren't fully Sith. That's already been explained to us. They've sort of fallen from... Or at least Balin has at least fallen from from the light side. That's why they've got, like, orangey lightsabers as opposed to red. What's Mm -hmm. interesting is Shin has, like, a Padawan braid that only the Jedi have, the Sith don't tend to have that. So maybe they're they're doing they're sort of doing them as, as mixed, you know, sort of light and dark side. Maybe that's that's really that's good that's that's a good point. I, I when I'm more curious to where did Shin like did Balin capture like save her from Order sixty six and like I will now raise you as my own kind of thing. Um, or he just found someone that was a force user. Like, how? That's my curious thing. Is like, how did you meet this person, and what lies has he told you? I think, I think she's too young to have been a Padawan during Order sixty six or a youngling. Um, because yeah, is, sorry, yeah, was, that, that was that was over thirty odd years ago at that point now in the, in the timeline. And um, she, if she's over, if she's over that time, she looks pretty good for that. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but they definitely give off these two Obi-Wan and Anakin vibes as master and apprentice. You know, the 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 older, wiser master who's a bit more calm in the force and deliberate with his actions and the young erratic, the acts on passion apprentice. So definitely got those sort of vibes from the two of them. Mm. I yeah, I thought that too, especially when they started going down a ship like a fish. Uh I did get I did get that too. I was like, okay, you could you could literally take these characters and swap them, and it'd be the same. Mm. It would still fit, except obviously killing um, good people. <laughs> uh, yeah. Besides, besides that, I uh, wish they've. It looks like Morgan's hired them to uh, get this map to find Thrawn, which we got. Obviously, we got that teased in season two of Mandalorian, season three of Mandalorian. So we know Thor Thorn is imminent. Uh, as well as because we saw a small snippet of him in the trailer that you haven't seen. And uh, uh, she's also building a giant Stargate. <laughs> a <laughs> the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, as soon as I saw her, I was like, ha, huh, Stargate. Now this is, <laughs> now this is the, now this is the, I thought was really cool. Now I know we're going a little bit further deep in the episodes, but I was looking at Okay, so you've always heard in a galaxy far, far away. Now, that is a line we have heard ever since the very first Star Wars film. And right now, in this very these two episodes, you have seen that they are going to be going to a galaxy further, further away. <laughs> so the world of Star Wars has just... Yeah. Blown up massively. Yeah. It's definitely exciting to see them going further than just their own galaxy. Um, That's you know, right. There's some bits from Legends that obviously, you know, other species from other galaxies or whatever come to ours. Um, but to see them physically 
because like you just think obviously they've gone to the far reaches of the galaxy like Ezra and Thrawn wherever wherever they've been for the last 10 years or so and they're just hiding out somewhere or they've been unable to get back maybe just outside of the galaxy or something but to be in a completely different one was not expecting that to be fair no, because I that's I saw I've seen the clip on where they get chesses in on the hyperspace, which I assume, uh, like you know, some stories that you already hear is like, oh, they've gone to the other end of the galaxy on planets that have never been searched. It will take millions of years to find them, but the fact that they're actually you in a different galaxy altogether, which yeah. opens just so much. In the Star Wars lore, which has just basically has gone exploded, it's just opening up a whole new realm for the for them to be able to explore, and to yeah. you know whether they bring back things with them or you know animals with them, species I should say that you know, represent new threats moving forward. You know? Oh, they have, they have to go through customs first. Oh yeah, of course. And I think to declare, yeah. Mister Thrawn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, oh, you know. These weapons, all. I don't know what this does, but I'm going to use it anyway. <laughs> Are you bringing back any exotic plants or foods? <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. Oh, I know you're going to take your belt off before you're coming through. Oh, I know you got something else, you know. And Ezra, you got to give your lightsaber off before you're coming through altogether. Um, but that, yeah, that, I think that just opens up the world so greatly. And. Uh, I'm going to butcher the name. Uh, Hu- Hugh Young? Hugh Young. The robot? Hugh Young. With the David Tennant? Yeah. I'm like, you're a one sassy ass robot. <laughs> it was um, it was good to see him uh, on the show. Yes, it was. Uh, uh, I, I like the fact that you've got a character who knows so much history with... Uh, and he was there for the power ones. He's trained him. I like that history that he has and that weight he has when he's talking about it. He's like, oh, I know, I've trained so many. I still love how he goes being him like, you have all the Jedi I've trained. You have like the <laughs> least ability. Like you, like, <laughs> literally, you suck so bad. But you should try. <laughs> I mean, that was a great scene as well because... I think it was kind of confirming that she isn't actually force sensitive because that's been a big question for a lot of people. In Rebels, we don't see that she's force sensitive at all. She's just a Mandalorian warrior. Um, Mm. And so coming to this, and I know from the trailer that there was obviously a bit where it mentioned that she'd been apprenticed to Ahsoka. So there was a whole question mark of, oh, is is she become force sensitive? And I think to me, this clarified that him saying she doesn't have the, the level of ability with the force that others do was maybe confirming that she isn't really Force-sensitive and she was just learning how to be a better person, more centred, a better warrior under Ahsoka than than training as a Jedi, so to speak. Hmm. Which, did, uh, which I got those same vibes of uh, when Ahsoka's like, um, Anakin didn't get to finish my training and you didn't finish Sabine's. So do you have an abandonment issues? It's an interesting thing. I've discussed because you know, as she's got older, Ahsoka's become a lot. Obviously, she's very wise. She's very calm and centered. She's very deliberate about her, the actions that she takes, as well as acting on instinct. She's a very good, mature, older Jedi, so to speak. Even if she's not really a Jedi, because she walked away. But at the same point, this whole thing about she walked away from Anakin to, to not finish her training, 
she refused to train Grogu because she was afraid of his attachment to, to Mando um, and, and what that can bring out in, in someone. And the fact that then she walked away from Sabine is she shows that she might be this older, mature, calm character, but she still has a fear inside of her of, of what can happen if things go wrong that she's not been able to address. And it's good layering for a character rather than showing them as like an all-wise leader, so to speak. Yeah, oh, I know. I know everything, <laughs> how I can do everything. Um, I'm just the best. But no, that's why I was like, you get such big... Uh, oh, I just said before, um, Grant Gandalf kind of vibes for it, which yeah. she kicked ass. And the scenes where she whips out the lifesavers, crisp. But the CGI to me, the first two episodes were very crisp. Yeah, it was a, it's, a bit, it's a damn good looking show, to be fair, on that front. Yes, which is quite refreshing. Nothing against Marvel. <laughs> Nothing against Marvel. Uh, and you can definitely tell that Sabine needs training because she lost, lost in that fight with Shin. Mm. Not easily, but I feel like we've watched enough Star Wars that we can tell from when someone's a really good Jedi to someone who's like, you're sloppy. I think I think what it really did show as well is that we've seen Sabine use lightsabers and staffs and other weapons against non-force users, and it's been hard battles, but she's come out victorious against them. And this is, shows to me why she's maybe not again not force sensitive. If she goes up against someone who is genuinely force sensitive and has proper um, training in in those arts, and she looked, she held her own for the for a decent amount of time, but still looked overpowered and outmatched at the same time mm. until she obviously got stabbed. And that just goes to show that even a normal person up against a Force user doesn't always really come out on top. <laughs> no, I was actually surprised you got stabbed. I was like... I was, yeah. You wouldn't kill off... Nah, you wouldn't kill off a character <laughs> that quick. Which, like, I was like, oh, and all fade to white. I was like, oh, you wouldn't... You wouldn't do it, that. It's so the new quick. Disney thing. It's the new, it's the new Disney fake-out at the end of an episode. They did it... <laughs> they did it they did it in um, in Secret Invasion, didn't they? With um, with uh, the I've got a bit of a name now. It's going out the top of my head, but oh uh, yeah, that's the yes, Ga um, Gaia. Yes, that's right. it. Yeah, so they did it with her at the end of that episode. They did it with Sabine here. We knew she wasn't going to be dead. They're not going to kill off a main character in the first episode like that. No, not and especially a Star Wars Rebels OG. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't think they were going to kill her. And again, in the second episode, we've, which has been a really big theme with the Star Wars Disney Plus shows, is there is still so many people that are loyal to the Empire. Like, how corrupt is the Republic? Yeah, yeah, this is a big factor. And just general greed as well, if they've still got the money there to be able to pay these people. To, to go against mm. the New Republic. You know, yeah. how much loyalty are the New Republic inspiring? We saw it in 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 Mando as well with the fact they're trying to take ex-empires and, and and get them back to being sort of, you know, good people or working for the New Republic, but you can't do that with all of them. Can't do that with all of them. No. I I, I did, I will admit, I did chuckle a little bit when, have you seen this? No, I haven't seen this all. Yeah, I did. Just the other day. <laughs> Just the other day. Oh my God. <laughs> like there's always 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 one work snitch. <laughs> yeah. Like that seemed like such like a like a kid thing to do. When you're like, oh don't talk about it when we're in there. Okay. 
Oh, by the way, <laughs> like there was such a thing. Yeah, I saw the bit the other day, and and I could be wrong, but you might correct me. The uh, Inquisitor with the Inquisitor lightsaber is mm. from the show. So the Inquisitors were first brought about in Rebels. Yes, um, yeah, that's what they were first. Yeah, we obviously got to see them in, in Kenobi as well. Um, mm. We've never seen this particular Inquisitor before. Um, okay. they, because they normally obviously named like you know, fifth brother, seventh sister, something like that. Yeah. We don't know this this particular one's designation. He is the name they're calling him is Maroc. Um, mm. And there's a rumor going around that he's played by Sam Whitwer. Because um, Sam Whitwer was it was in the credits for the episode. Um, but we don't know whether we just voiced a random character, maybe a droid or an alien, or oh. or if this was him in the Inquisitor uniform that's playing him. This led some people to speculate that is this Starkiller from the old games. But you can't introduce Starkiller as some like nerfed old Inquisitor. He, he, if you're going to bring Starkiller in, you give him his own character and his own right. Because um, he was OP in the games as well, to be fair. But yeah, there is a rumor that this Inquisitor is played by Sam Whitmer. Right, I could see that Harry was obviously fighting everything. I could hundred percent see that it's him, because um, I, I the reason why it caught me off guard because I thought you you haven't spoken and you didn't die, <laughs> which I feel like is one of those moments where you're like, oh my god, it's it's blah blah. blah. I, I know we're here. One of those moments because like you haven't died, you're gonna you're gonna be in the rest of these episodes. Yeah, definitely coming back for more. I mean, he's listed as as a mercenary, I think. A again, after the fall of the Empire, um, they've gone off and they've become a mercenary for hire. Hmm. That's a, yeah. He's getting, well, if you had a, if you had a lightsaber and you had a Jedi, yeah, sure. You give me a billion dollars, I will go hunt down anyone. <laughs> uh, and uh, obviously, I don't fully know with Star Wars Rebels, but. What a sassy robot Chopper is. Oh, Always by David, Dave Filoni. We love Chopper. Um, yeah, he has sort of two main descriptions. He's either a murder bot or a war criminal, depending on your point of view uh, from Rebels. Um, he has a minimum kill count of about 50,000 based on the ships that he's blown up and the other people that he's killed. That, that estimate goes all the way up to about 135,000 in terms of the amount of people he's killed. But he is sassy. He's sarcastic. He yeah. loves to wind everyone up. He is amazing. He was the best animation to live action transition that I've seen so far. Oh yeah, but uh, well, I didn't like. If, if obviously you've seen other robots, I'm like, I've never seen a robot have so much emotion. Like he's like, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I've got it. Yeah, he was uh, a little scene, but he was amazing. Yes, he was, and I saw that someone had posted, I think it was on TikTok, someone actually gave him subtitles. Yeah, because you can almost work out what he's saying in a way. Um, mm. And in Rebels, it was similar. It was sounded a little bit more muffled, but you could almost get the nuance of words at times. And in this, it, yeah, it almost does sound like you can work out what he's saying at times. Mm. He was like, oh, yeah. I was like, where'd you find it? Oh, it's underneath it. Check the battery. It's not, oh, yeah, it's there. Yep, <laughs> got it. And... Obviously, from that scene, we've also got them going to uh, right before they go to the Stargate, they go to this planet and you see the entire galaxy come up. Which made me think, have you, have you ever seen Treasure Planet? Yes, yeah, I saw the comparison. Yeah, 
Oh, the old, when she did that, I'm like, yeah, hey, you're going to be able to go. Yeah. That's the big vibes I got from it. It was. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And you start seeing her using the magic from there. And when they're finally on the Stargate, which I didn't notice with Balin, he he's almost um, not ruthless in the sense that when she's like, oh, no, you have to kill a Soga. Mm, darn shame. No, but that has to happen. It wasn't like, sure, I'll do it. And it was like, hmm. Seems like uh, you still got respect for the Jedi Order and all what the Jedi represent. Yes, which you do see in the trailer, them both standing, standing in front of each other about to fight. So I'm curious to know when that's going to happen. And the episode which I alluded to uh, alluded to earlier is that I was looking at the episodes. I was like, okay, eight episodes. <clears throat> and the first episode was directed by Dave Filoni. I was like, okay, cool. And I was looking at the other directors. Now, Dave Filoni doesn't direct another episode until episode five. So 50 bucks says, if I was Dave Filoni... What episode would you come back <laughs> to direct? Sounds about right, to be fair. Um, I, I think he would want to handle the episode that Thrawn gets, first comes back into. Um, and it sounds about right for where the series is as well, because that's the, the, basically the start of the second half of the series, isn't it? Five, se uh, five six, seven, eight. And that would be the right point to bring Thrawn in as well. Yes. Like whatever happens at the end of four, you get that mid-season cliffhanger, and then bang. Yeah. yeah, sounds about right to me. Yeah, I can't wait for that. To be fair, uh, I was like, I was looking, going, hmm, fifty bucks says, yeah, the episode <laughs> you come back, and honestly, I like everybody. I can't wait to see Hayden Christensen come back, and we get these flashbacks between uh, him and Ahsoka, each other. I can't wait to see their interaction or. Will Ahsoka have a moment where she's just like, oh, you know, I, where she's in trouble or something and just think about your training. Go back and think of your training and she has a flashback or she's really near his guidance or put it out there, Force Ghost. Really? I, I hope it's both in a way. I hope that she has like a little a little you know, vision of, of the past um, and then we get a force ghost and then pop up and go, I oh, see so you've been thinking of me. I thought I'd come say hello. That's Yeah. I haven't seen my son, but I will come to you. <laughs> I haven't seen my old master. Oh, sorry. I, I haven't seen my son, but I'll come back to you. Well, it would be random, but at the same time, you know, I, I was crying out for a, a force ghost Anakin to appear in like episode nine that we didn't get. Mm. Um, so I would love to see force ghost Anakin. I think it's just going to be a flashback to be fair or like a vision that she's had of like past events but it's slightly warped in her mind because there's the whole rumor that we're going to get the whole the Mustafar scene and battle between Kenobi and Anakin that we get from episode three there's a rumor that she has some sort of flashback but it's her in place of Kenobi um so I think it's more likely oh. to be a flashback vision that would be that would be insane <laughs> You know, 
that would be such a saying. It was like, you know, something like, let go. Like, uh, oh, what was it? You fled, you fled Jedi Fallen Order? How many? Yeah. 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 When, uh, um, Cal Kestis keeps finding his master. Yeah. Yeah. Like that type of thing. Yeah. Except who you are and, and what's happened. Yes. And for anyone who hasn't played that game, uh, basically Cal Kestis has these visions of his old master where he's fighting him and he needs, he's basically lessons like, you need to let go, you need to fight, stop holding back. And then he went, he eventually goes to go kill him because he's losing him. And he realizes it's just a vision is like, oh yeah, you did it. You passed the test. Mm. And, but that would be sick. That'd be such a cool scene. I know every Star Wars fan will completely break out. Oh yeah. And something that for months and months later, there will be episodes uh, breaking down every single little bit. But I think if, if that does happen, it w- I will be reviewing the crap out of that episode for so long. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm talking about. And either you haven't seen all the trailers, from the trailers that have been released, judging by the season, from the scenes I have seen, they... Probably only take clips up to three and four. Mm. So I doubt that anything we've seen that's been released is anything from five onwards. So I did notice a lot of the clips from the trailer that I'd watched were in the first couple of episodes. Yeah. That's what makes me think of my... You're a, you're a, yeah, you're on some good shit. This is endgame shit. <laughs> but that first trailer is nothing. Literally nothing. Um, what do you uh, about these two episodes? What do you? How do you think this is going to wrap up? Because I do want to obviously touch base with you when we get to the end as well and initial thoughts. But uh, how do you think this is going to end? It's going to be interesting. Oh, sorry. No, so yeah, Thrawn is going to obviously. We know he's coming back in this in this series. He's definitely obviously not going to die. Um, or the I only really see one character dying in this series, which is potentially is Balin. Um, not because the actor passed away himself, but because they sort of he's already sown the seeds of he seems to have respect for for former Jedi. There's not many of them are left out there, and he's not fully Sith or anything like that. So it may be that towards the end he doesn't he realizes he's not going to get what he thought he was going to get from Thrawn and therefore sacrifices himself to save a saker or something um or Thrawn kills him it's like you're done I think Thrawn might kill Morgan Elsbeth um I yeah. don't know why who, I, I see that coming who seems to have like I can talk to him I can hear him I'm like you're on drugs <laughs> But um, it feels like after the first two episodes, it's like a slow burner that's going to build up in intensity towards the end. A bit like Andor did. Andor was like a slow burner um, and then really built up in the second half towards like its dramatic ending. I feel like this is going to be the same for a Ahsoka series. Mm. It, this might be controversial, but I think Andor is the definition of slow burn. <laughs> yes. It's such a slow burn. Like you, cl- like you're trying to click on the oven like three or four times before it actually gets lit. 
Like, don't worry, I loved it, but it was a bit like... Okay. I know what you mean, but um, <laughs> once it started to pick up, it really did. <clears throat> it uh, did. sort of pick up in that intensity of it. So I feel like I say, obviously it's not as slow, but there is that. But it feels like it's going to be slow for a couple of days, building up the story. So when we do then get thrown and the intensity will build up. In terms of then how the story plays out, because we know we're getting the film directed by Dave Filoni that's going to wrap up the whole Mandoverse. So excited. So, so excited for that. Yeah, definitely. So wrapping up the you know, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, the Ahsoka series, like all their stories wrapped up as one, so they're all working towards that. Mm. For me, that means that nothing happens too dramatically in terms of, like I said, the main characters in this. But I feel like in that film, we are going to see possibly the death of Ahsoka, of Thrawn, and then the rise of the First Order towards the sequels. True. Actually, yeah. Will Thorn be the bad, big bad guy for that film? I will think he so. be uh, this bit of tipping? Because Skeleton Crew is also in this Mandoverse too. Yeah, that's true. I do forget about that since we heard nothing about it. Nothing. There's just a photo of... I forgot to look his name. Except for... Jude Law. Jude Law. It's just a photo of him on, on a on a planet with a bunch of kids. Which Skeleton Crew was originally meant to come out at the end of this year. Mm. But yeah, nothing. Nothing about it whatsoever. <laughs> I forgot. I do forget no. that's part of this this time era. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars Skeleton Crew is currently still slated for this year with eight episodes. Do you feel like it's going to be those ones a bit like Echo, where they're just going to drop all the episodes at once now because they've just done no promotion for it? <laughs> well, that's that's the thing is because after Ahsoka, we got two episodes of Loki that cross. And after Loki, uh, we're meant to have Echo, but apparently Echo has been taken off the slate entirely. So that might not even happen. And then, yeah, you've got Skeleton crew could still come in, but the fact that we're currently in uh, August, about to go to September, and no release date. Mm. Yeah, bit of a shocker. Yeah. And again, uh, I was just having a look. There is actually no official poster. It's still just the logo on Wikipedia. Yeah, I completely forgot that part of this universe, but... Throwing it in there, yeah, building up. They're obviously going to have a, a story that kind of wraps up this season, but at the same point, it's going to leave it open for either another season or obviously to what's going to happen in this film. And mm. the only reason I slate Ahsoka to die in that film as well is because you can say, obviously, she wasn't in the original trilogy, so where was she? You can say the same about the sequels, but at the end of episode nine, where Rey's in that fight with Palpatine and she's talking to the Jedi of old and you hear all their voices... Ahsoka is one of the voices that you hear of, of, of dead Jedi. And we know they're dead Jedi because it's stated she's trying to talk to dead Jedi that you know, that are part of the Force now. Mm. So Ahsoka is one of those voices. So that's why, to me, she is going to be someone who gives a big sacrifice in this film. Maybe to kill Thrawn, to bring down whatever they're doing, but her Thrawn, mm. the rise of the First Order is what I pay to be the big things for that film to wrap up this story. Which I think, I agree with you, I think that would be a fantastic film. I think that would be insane <laughs> uh, to watch. And it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense for Thorne to be the big bad fit, bad guy in the film. 
Ahsoka's last arrive with Mando. Then going... Maybe even Boba the... Fett dies as well, because he's going to be in his, like, the character itself of Boba Fett is going to be, like, what, his 60s in this film? Um, he's yeah. been through a lot. Maybe it's time for, for him to, to, to be laid to rest as well in that film. Time to cock it. But that... Uh, <clears throat> With all of that, that still raises another argument of like, you've got all these people, you need someone else who can use a lightsaber. <laughs> so someone else will have to also be the bad guy in that film, which I have no doubt Dave Filoni already has an idea who that's going to be, which we're all going to be. Oh, it could be Starkiller. Could be, any, it could be anyone. I think the interesting thing that the one character we haven't really talked about for Ahsoka is Ezra um so yeah Ezra obviously was a big part of Rebels he disappeared with Thrawn at the end of that series and and you know the whole point of Sabine looking for him to bring him back and there's a, a theory I've seen that started to gain more traction is that you know Ezra is going to have turned to the dark side it was it was heavily hinted at during Rebels at various points he even uses the Sith holocron and it is implementing dark side you know tools and and practices but he doesn't fully turn and so it's it's always been hinted at that maybe during his time away he's turned to the dark side and he's going to be like Thrawn's apprentice in a way um or Thrawn's understudy and he's going to be someone that he uses and maybe it will take a bit of time until we get to that film for Ezra to turn and come back to the light that's true that's very true because because you said it's been 10 years about that roughly yeah so it makes sense that Thorne captured him after wherever they landed and turned him. Like, it would be such a big reveal if he comes to that Stargate and he's like, does the whole, oh, it's good to see all of you. Have you met, have you met Ezra? And he's wearing, you know, the black, you know. With the you know, red lightsaber would be such a <gasps> son of a bitch. Would be pretty good. Mm. Yeah, you could you de- could definitely lead into that, lead that into the movie in with that. But I must say, the feedback I've seen for these first two episodes, everyone's reviews for it, which including ours, is that those first two episodes, absolute banger. Fills, fills the fans' anticipation, also raises another billion questions, and also expands the world a lot bigger than what, no offense, but what Mando has done or what Obi-Wan has done. Yeah. Well, even That's the sequel trilogy did. <laughs> yeah. Because we already knew about cloning. We already knew about Force users. We already knew that, you know, the Empire, uh, people were gambling, but this has just gone... A whole different kettle of fish. It's managed to encapsulate everything that Star Wars is, from you know, random people to to Force users. So even incorporating a little bit of of, the, of like the, the the Jedi Fallen Order and Survivor games, because that bit when she's finding that orb, it felt like you were doing puzzles from like Fallen Order or something like that. Um, especially the beam, especially yeah. yeah, the beam I got from Jedi. Survivor, I got that. I was like, okay, it's going to go to an array that you need to go through a hyperspace, and then all the way to the 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 opening scroll with the red text at the beginning. That when that ended, it goes in. I was all right with that actually, because no other TV show has done that. To be fair, um, yeah. 
and it felt like Star Wars-ish to me because that's what we associate with Star Wars films and stuff, isn't it? The, the score at the beginning. And it felt very Star Wars-y when it ended and it panned on to like a ship going underneath the camera um, mm. before going to a broader sort of view. That felt very much like original trilogy Star Wars to me. So to me, these episodes, it gives life to Star Wars and, and to the lore that those of us that already know about it. But I was bringing in people who aren't burdened by it at the same time and being able to keep them as part of the story. So I'm excited to see where their series goes for sure. Hmm. I, I'm right there with you, man. The hype is real. And it's, I think it's ignited so much with Star Wars fans. Not to mention my other bold prediction is the girl, which I forgot her name, which I was going to fight me for, who does voice Ahsoka. I have no doubt she will pop up as a cameo. Hmm. Ashley um, Eckstein. Yes, I'm like, she has to be at this some point. Um, with a, you know, that moment where the the, yeah, the voice actor or the live real person shake hands and have a moment for some little small real reason. Um, yeah, I'm sure she's going to be at some point. But it's if they do this right, which I have no doubt they will with Dave Filoni and John Favreau, if they do this right. This could very much become the top Star Wars Disney Plus show we've seen so far. Because to me, to me, it's Mando, Obi Wan, Andor. Book of Boba Fett sliding at the bottom for you. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, it's so bad you couldn't even remember actually, it. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh. Yeah, actually, you're right. Book of Boba Fett bottom. Because I liked how Andor went into the deep dark of the Star Wars universe, and of course Obi Wan seeing Hayden Christensen back, the split of the mask, all of that was such good, so good. And yeah, so I'd say that'd be. What's your order? Probably not dissimilar, but the, the top three are almost all on pars. I mean, I really enjoyed Andor. Like I said it's a very slow burner, but once it gets there, it was. It was really, really good for me, especially since it's one of the only ones to be like a non-force user project or have no force users in it. Yeah. Um, so it's more like the real world of the real people of Star Wars as opposed to the the wizards of Star Wars. Um, gotta love the Kenobi series because it's Obi Wan Kenobi. You know, I get my Anakin Vader fix in it as well, and more layering to his story and the brutality of him in that when he turns up on Mapuzo and drags people down the street, just snaps a kid's neck and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Got a love, <laughs> exactly. But Mando has has been a, a big love of mine for the last few years, so I think I have it in the same order as you. But Mando, Kenobi, and, and Andor are very closely smushed together. Mm. But you're not wrong in terms of the, the the lore of this. For me, being a big fan of Rebels and the overall arc we're going to get could push this right to the top. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. If that's what I mean, if done right. Because I, I will always hold a very special place for the first season of Mandalorian. You know, this was the first crack of a Star Wars TV show. A lot of people were iffy about it. It was about a character that no one really knew, yeah. like, uh, really knew about him except go, oh, isn't that just Boba Fett? And <laughs> it blew everything out of the water to the, the point where they had one stage for to make the Mandalorian, well, now they have three stages. Yeah, all these Mando is 
Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Karen. I say Mando is definitely special. Um, I think season two for me has probably been the best. Um, just the story in general, the fact obviously we got introduced to more Mandalorians and obviously Bo-Katan's return, right up to the finale episode, I think is one of the best finales of, of any show I've seen. <laughs> um, I, I remember sitting alone in my flat watching that by myself and I wish I had people there with me to watch it because I was literally like jumping up and screaming during that finale. Um, so yeah, Mando is special for sure. Yeah, 100%. I think a lot of people... For me, when I when it was first alluded to it, I was like, oh, it's probably going to be Ahsoka. It's probably going to be Ahsoka that's going to rock up. No way they're going to pull the loot card. We, we debated loads of it was Ahsoka, possibly Ezra. I had money on potentially yeah. showing up. Um, but yeah, to have Luke and, and R2 as well. R2, yeah, my favorite little droid. Um, mm. it, was, it was so beautiful, so emotional. Is a as a deep in it Star Wars fan. Uh, yeah, amazing. Hmm. And uh, that's one of my biggest things. These Star Wars these Star Wars shows have done more for Star Wars than what the sequel trilogy has did in the space of five, six years. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Done so much to the point where people were like, oh, these are better. Like, don't go, don't watch those films, just watch this and continuing on. Uh, but look, man, I I have to say thank you so much for coming on this episode and thank you so much for talking about this. You are the perfect man I wanted to <laughs> chat about. And clearly, Sean, I, I know absolute shit because I haven't watched Star Wars Rebels. <laughs> um, so this won't be the last time you'll be on the show. You are always most welcome to come on here and I can't wait to have you back. I can't wait if you start watching... Invincible because that's right around the corner and of course because I've been on your show three times I need to get you back another three uh, <laughs> um, but any final words man? I mean thank you so much for having me on the show um, it's been a real honour and a real pleasure um, I know that we get on really well and like I said you've been on my show plenty of times and it's always good to chat with you um, even better when we get to chat about Star Wars we've done a lot of Marvel chat on, on my show so it was good to, uh, to to chat Star Wars with you, man. I really do appreciate it. And um, anyone that's you know, listening to your show that comes over from mine, you know, give Lee a follow. It's definitely worth it. He has one of the best intros um, to a podcast that I've ever come across as well. So that's that's worth the entry money alone and, and then stay for the rest of it, obviously. So thanks very much for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Of course. And just last thing is where can we find, where can the viewers and listeners find your podcast? Yeah, so um, if you go to my social media, I'm on um, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, uh, YouTube. I'm slowly getting all my episodes uploaded onto there. Um, and I do try and game a little bit on Twitch as well. Uh, the Galactic Cold Podcast is my name on all of those. And you can find the links that will take you to you know Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm all on those as well. We will also put in the show notes for you as well. So everyone, please go give him a follow. Go subscribe to his YouTube channel. The sky is the limit for this man. And until next time, guys, happy ranting. Thanks for listening to Lights, Camera, Rant. If you like the show, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a rating and review, and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, happy ranting.